What up, everybody? You're now tuned into the true definition of a sports fanatic. I'm your host, Brandon Lampley. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to talk about the NBA today. Now, my last podcast was pretty much all NBA. There was, I don't think there was any mention of football or baseball or hockey or anything like that. But I will give a shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team um, in soccer. They're absolutely crushing it right now. Not a big soccer fan, but got to support the U.S. Now, on to the NBA, where the bomb was dropped at the start of free agency. Now, I've been saying for the longest that KD to New York seemed like a lock. Only thing that hadn't been done is his contract hadn't been signed. He was a lock. But I had the wrong New York. He's going to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Now, I thought him staying in Golden State was a great chance him staying in Golden State because of the injury. I thought that he probably wouldn't leave Golden State because of the injury and he would stay there. But, hey, I guess he had had enough. I mean, I'm, I don't blame him at all. You got your two championships, and you're never going to be the man in Golden State. Steph is the man. You're never going to be loved like Steph in Golden State. You're not. Same with LeBron in Miami. That's Wade County. He was never going to be loved like Wade in Miami. But on the flip side of that, look at Cleveland. No one's going to love any athlete more than they love LeBron in Cleveland. At least they shouldn't. If they if they have a problem with LeBron in Cleveland, they're haters and don't listen to them. The guy brought you your first championship in 50 years. But back to KD. I guess KD had enough, man. And then when you have one of your teammates, one of your supposed boys, your homies, your road dog, home skillet, call you the B-word to your face and tell you we don't need you and we won without you? Even if he does that out of anger, and that's when you should really believe it. When they people do it out of anger, whatever said out of anger, they meant that. They meant every word of it. Don't excuse bad behavior or they got a temper. No, no, no. They meant every word of it. They said it to you out of anger. No, I hear people say it all the time. You know, oh, I didn't mean to say what I said. No, yes, you did. You meant exactly to say that. That's why he said that to KD because he believed that. And I'm sure some others in the locker room and the organization believed that same thing. So KD was like, man, you know what? I don't have to take this, man. Draymond out here looking like Donkey from Shrek talking trash to me. I ain't got to take this, man. So KD packed up his bags. Called up his mom, said, Mom, we out. We bouncing. So he's going to Brooklyn to play for the Nets. And not only that, he came bearing gifts. Not only am I coming to Brooklyn, I'm bringing Kyrie with me. Uncle Drew himself. And we bring in DeAndre Jordan. Now, DeAndre's past his prime, but he's still a decent player. But, dude, look out for Brooklyn. Now, early on, of course, we know KD's hurt, so he's not going to be playing. So, early on, especially next year, they're not going to make a whole lot of noise. But once KD gets back healthy, look out for the Nets. And, once again, 
<laughs> the New York Knicks just keep losing. I mean, how many L's can you take in one offseason, New York? This is amazing to me. This is amazing. Now, people people been killing them, too, because they you didn't get Zion. You didn't get Anthony Davis. Now you didn't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie. Then you shipped off Porzingis. Now he just signed a big deal with the Mavericks. New York. Oh, my God. I've seen the memes where um, <laughs> they got uh, Air Bud signing to the New York uh, New York Knicks. It's about four years, $163 million. Uh, because they couldn't get AD, they signed Stephen A to a max contract. Oh, my man Spice Adams, one of his uh, characters he played called Cream E. Biggums, signed to the uh, signed to the Knicks for a 12-year, $645 million deal. It's hilarious. There's all types of memes out there killing New York Knicks basketball. Absolutely hilarious. But now, you, you know, they're not chopped liver. You still can build there. Um, but I have no faith in them because of their owner. James Dolan. James Dolan is probably the worst owner in all of sports. Now, Dan Gilbert says hi, but he's legit one of the worst, if not the worst owners in all of sports. Now, I don't know any star that's going to want to play there. They're going to have to get drafted there and become a star. Because even KD was like, yo, I'm not going to that hornet's nest. Yes, yeah, the Garden. Yes, yeah, the Knicks. But... Dude, I, I, I'm out. I can't, I can't be a part of this. I can't. Now, there was a report that the Knicks weren't prepared to offer Kevin Durant the max contract because of his injury. Now, suppose that's come out, that's false, and they were going to offer him the max deal. Now, if that had have been true, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, James Dolan, it, it, it gets worse for you there because why would you not offer Kevin Durant the max? He's only 30 years old, and granted, the Achilles injury is a big injury. I talked about it on my last show. There's only one NBA player to ever make an all-star team after suffering that injury, and that was Dominique Wilkins. Now, majority of the other players that have suffered that injury um, probably weren't that great of a player before the injury. There weren't no superstars um, that I know of. Now, Kobe suffered the injury, but he was already old. So guys who have suffered that injury, they were pretty much already old, pretty much done. But man, the New York Knicks fans are in grieving once again. It's like your favorite uncle died. I'm keeping you in my prayers, New York. Well, let's leave one failing franchise and let's go to another. What in the world is Michael Jordan doing? I, I'm I'm not understanding. I, I don't know him and Mitch Kupchak's plan, but I, I hope they have a plan. Because for you to lowball Kimball Walker and let him go for nothing, zero compensation, and allow him to sign with the Boston Celtics, that's that's bad business. I'm not understanding. Because if you knew that you weren't going to re-sign him, because I'm sure whatever Kimber's, Kimber's number was, they already knew. You didn't get blindsided. He came to the table and like, yo, I know you probably thought I want half a Brinks truck. No, I want the full Brinks truck. 
And they were like, oh, my God, we thought you wanted half, and we were prepared to give you 75%. But since you want 100% of the Brinks truck, we, we can't do that. And they had to let him walk. No, you knew that number before this offseason started. So what you should have done, you should have traded him at the trade deadline to get something for him. Now he walks out the door and you get nothing. Now, no, no, let, let me let me let me rephrase that. Yeah, you do get something. You get a one-way ticket to the lottery. Is what you get. The NBA lottery. That's what you get. You know, they signed Terry Rozier, but I mean, Terry Rozier to me, I mean, I I, I want to see him see how he progresses and see how he um is able to handle running his own show because we saw glimpses of that in Boston, but that was an incredibly talented team with a great head coach. So now let's see how he can do with a less talented team, most likely less talented head coach, um, a team that's not in such as big a market as Boston. So let's see how he does there. Because Terry's best season was 2017, where he played 25 minutes a game, and I think he had 16 to 17 starts. He averaged um, 11, almost 12 points a game, uh, about three assists, um, and one steal. So even if you up Terry's uh, minutes per game up to, let's say, 38, uh, 35, let's say 35 to 40 minutes a game, I mean, I'll see his numbers going up. Like, he probably averaged 15 to 17 points, maybe four to six assists, if that, and probably a steal and a half, almost two steals maybe. But he's not a foundational player. He's just a cog in the machine. Now, who knows? Who knows what he's going to turn to turn into in Charlotte? We don't know. But Kimball Walker, that's 25 points a game, just walked out the door. And you couldn't find anybody else to pair with Kimba. You couldn't trade for anybody. You couldn't do anything to put a better team on the floor around Kimball Walker. But that's Michael. One thing I'm glad he did was because he was hiring uh, homeboys and it wasn't working. Now he seemed to have some real basketball people um, helping him run the team. But now if their object is to pretty much um, rework the whole team, rebuild, then I'm, I'm sure you can. They're going. They can achieve that now. And maybe, may I will give the I will give Jordan some benefit of the doubt because maybe they didn't feel like Kimball Walker was a max player. Maybe they didn't feel like they should pay him that type of salary. And if you felt that way, by all means, that you felt that way that you you felt that way for a reason. So you know, we'll see. Now on to the Golden State Warriors. Now they have to pick up the pieces because now you lose Durant, which I mean I'm pretty sure they had to know that he was probably gone. I'm pretty sure they had to know he was probably gone. I knew I'm, I'm sure they knew they had an outside chance of him staying, but the writing probably was on the wall. So, but they're making moves. Uh, they traded for D'Angelo Russell. And I like D'Angelo. D'Angelo's a nice young player. I had him. I had Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors uh, winning most improved player, which he did. But right behind him 
for me would be D'Angelo Russell. He stepped his game up and he took it to another level and helped the Brooklyn Nets reach the playoffs. Now, he was on the Lakers' radar for a little while, and they were talking about bringing him back home because, you know, remember he was drafted by the Lakers and then shipped out by Magic. You know, because he was immature, man. He was 19 years old, and he shipped him out uh, because, of, you know, he had an incident with Swaggy P, uh, Nick Young, who was dating Iggy Azalea at the time, a female rapper. And Nick was talking about how he was, you know, being sleeping with other girls, and D'Angelo recorded it, was recording it while Nick was um, talking. And I guess uh, D'Angelo's phones got hacked and the video came out and ended uh, Nick's relationship. Now, for me, that's not a problem for me. You know why? Well, now, if he's recording Nick and Nick didn't know, and it, it kind of seems like that's the case, then that's the problem. But as far as Nick's Nick Young's relationship dissolving, that's all on Nick Young because if you don't have anything to say and you don't do those things for your relationship to um, dissolve, then we have nothing to talk about. So Nick Young's relationship ending is all on Nick Young. That, had, that didn't have a whole lot to do with D'Angelo Russell. Now, he recorded it and it got put out there or whatever, but Nick is the one who was cheating. So I, I have... I have no issues with that right there. But but D'Angelo has seemed, it seems like he's matured a lot. But he did get caught with some Gorilla Glue, some Northern Lights, some Bobby Brown. Wait a minute. Nah, not Bobby Brown. Nah, he didn't get caught with no Bobby Brown. I just thought about that. Not the Bobby Brown. D'Angelo, I hope you ain't out there on the Bobby Brown. But he got caught with some marijuana going through the airport which is like the one of the dumbest things so he had a little setback a little setback you know you know it, now that that's that's pretty major but he had a setback and he just need to learn yo don't take weed in the airport it's like the dumbest thing ever now i'm pretty sure he's probably done it before because he travels a lot he's a professional athlete and he's gotten away with it before but this time he happened to get caught so and i'm pretty sure people do it all the time you know, they just don't get caught all the time. But, yo, D'Angelo, you ain't everybody. You making millions of dollars. I'm sure you could find, you got homeboys, uh, get Pookie and Ray Ray and them to cop you some wherever you land. And, you know, don't get caught with weed in the airport, fool. But now he's at Golden State. And I the, the move was strange to me anyway because he's a point guard like Steph. That's his natural position. So when they're on the court together, one is going to be a two guard, one is going to be the point guard, and probably switch back and forth. But the early reports and what I've heard is that they this basically was like a, a sign and trade. And so D'Angelo's got his contract, he got his money, and you know uh, Golden State acquires an asset, and so they're going to flip D'Angelo later on, probably before the deadline. Or, you know, maybe after, you know, next season, they're going to flip him so they can get a, a quality big. And so that makes a lot of sense. You know, who knows how Golden State is going to reconstruct this. They already offered Clay to Max. Um, Steph Curry is already making $5 billion. And now you have to get Draymond squared away, offer Draymond, you know, whatever contract, 
and keep the band together because you claim you can win without KD. So go ahead and bring bring the boys back together. Now they did trade Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies for some draft picks, which he's probably going to get a buyout from them. And then they say you might end up joining the Lakers. I'm all for Iggy. Come on, come on to the Lakers. Let's get let's get this three peat going because it's happening. Three peat is probably happening, especially if we get a certain someone to sign on the dotted line. But I'm gonna talk about that after this segment. But Back to the Golden State Warriors. So now, I would say they they'll make the playoffs. They'll be they'll be in that four to eight range at making the playoffs, depending on how their season goes and depending on how fast Clay Thompson comes back. Um, because um, with just with Steph, with just Steph and Draymond, and you know probably maybe a few other pieces that they'll put together. They can make the playoffs. I won't be disrespectful to those guys. But you bring back, get Clay back, and he's healthy with those three. I think you could put role players around those three, and they'll make the playoffs every year. Now, they might not contend for a title every year like they did before. But, oh, and you lose Sean Livingston. You lose Sean Livingston. Um, Quinn Cook is no longer restricted. He's now an unrestricted free agent, so you're about to lose Quinn Cook. You're most likely going to have to lose Kevin Looney. Um, most likely, um, uh, Boogie, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins is gone. So now they really have to work. Those the, the front office really has to earn his paycheck now. Because before, you know, you you drafted those guys. Um, Mark Jackson built the car. Let's not forget, Mark Jackson built the car. Put it on the road. He he developed that talent. And then all they did was add KD to the talent. Now they brought in some guys through the draft who were great, were pretty good role players. But now it's time to do it again. It's time to revamp. It's time to rebuild. And we'll see what happens. Now on to my main man, Jimmy Butler. Now I like Jimmy Butler, but supposedly Jimmy is as abrasive as steel wool. And he's pretty much worn out his welcome um, in Chicago, of course, and in Minnesota. Don't know how his time in Philadelphia went, but um, Jimmy's not the greatest teammate to um, get along with, you know, supposedly from reports and what you hear. But, you know, I like Jimmy. He's a great player. He's a self-made player, man. He built himself into what he is today. You know, he is not like a LeBron who – pretty much won the genetic lottery. Now, LeBron does work hard, of course, but he was a incredibly gifted athlete. You know, Jimmy, you know, he, he's tall, 6'8", 6'7", but he built his way into, you know, the player that he is today. And now he's going to the Miami Heat um, on the sign and trade since Josh Richardson to Philadelphia, since um, Jimmy Butler to Miami. And now Miami becomes a playoff team instantly. And um, they asked Dwayne Wade, would he come back for another playoff run? You know, and Dwayne, you know, pretty much seemed like he's interested, but I don't think Dwayne's interested. I think he's going to stay retired. Um, Those knees, man, those knees have given out. I think they've had their last run, their last hurrah. But now Miami instantly becomes relevant in a playoff team again in the East. 
Um, and on the flip side of that, in Philadelphia, they lose Jimmy Butler. You gain Josh Richardson, but you also gain Al Horford, who um, opted out his contract with the Boston Celtics, and he signed a big deal to go to Philly. And so now he can play his original position, which is power forward. Now he can play center, but he's not a center. He's a power forward. And he's been playing out of position the majority of his career. But now in Philadelphia, he's going to play power forward mostly because uh, Joel Embiid is going to play center. Now, there were a lot of moves in NBA free agency because I think 40% of the league were uh, free agents. So I'm just go down the list and talk about different guys and different places they signed, um, some notable names that stick out. Oh, Trevor Ariza is going to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, two years, $25 million. Uh Ricky Rubio, man, that's a name I hadn't heard. Well, which, I mean, I've heard his name, but, I mean, I remember Ricky Rubio was all the talk uh, when he was back in Spain. He was getting ready to come to the NBA. And, I mean, he's been a decent player, but for all the hype that Ricky Rubio had coming out of Spain, man, yeah, he's just a guy. But he signed with the Suns. Uh, three years, $51 million. Uh, yeah, Thaddeus Young is going to the Bulls. Oh, another biggie, Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I told you I like Malcolm Brogdon. I would love them in L.A. with LeBron. He signed with the Pacers, four years, $85 million. Uh, Great defender. And he can score. So that's a hit that the Milwaukee Bucks have taken by losing Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich signed with the Utah Jazz, uh, four years, seventy-three million. I like that. Oh, JJ Redick going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, I, the Pelicans, you know, might do decent next year, man. Who knows, man? They might be a playoff team. They're very young. They're so young with that core from the Lakers. Uh, that they got in exchange for Anthony Davis, and now drafting Zion. Now you add. J.J. Redick. I mean, I like it. Going forward, I like this. It's a great rebuild. And, of course, the mastermind behind this rebuild, of course, is David Griffin, the former GM um, that was in Cleveland with LeBron. They won their championship. See, DeMar Carroll. DeMar Carroll still in the league? Man. Man I thought DeMar Carroll was out of the league. He's signed to San Antonio. Uh, Derek Favors, same thing, still in the league, man, he signed with the Pelicans, uh, Robin Lopez signed with the Bucks, two, um, extended two years, Hassan Whiteside traded to the Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> Hassan is excited to get out of Miami, he posted a video where he's just ecstatic to be in Portland now, it's hilarious, but he's been wanting out of Miami for a while now. Uh, D. Rose, Derrick Rose going to the Detroit Pistons. Of course, Damian Lillard re-signed a mega deal with the Portland Trail Blazers. So they've solidified their future. Harrison Barnes um, signed with the Kings, four years, $85 million. Oh, man. Um, it, it's funny, man. Harrison left Golden State. And I swear, I have never seen him dribble a basketball since he left Golden State. I haven't. I when Even when he was with the Mavericks, I don't think I've seen him play not one possession. 
and now with Sacramento, we don't even get Kings games here in Florida like that. So I'm pretty sure I still won't see him once again. Uh, Chris Middleton, all-star for the Milwaukee Bucks, re-signed. Five years, $178 million. So you keep a good little bit of your core together in Milwaukee to continue to make this run. Giannis improves. You add some more pieces. Milwaukee is a good team. And their head coach, Mike Budenholzer. I like Mike. Matter of fact, he won Coach of the Year uh, this past season. Yeah, Christophe Porzingis, the unicorn, signed with the Dallas Mavericks, of course. He got a five-year extension, $158 million. Uh, ben Simmons signed his extension with the 76ers. Patrick Beverly. I wanted Patrick Beverly in L.A. He's in L.A., but he's across the hall still. He's still with the Clippers. Signed a three-year deal, uh, $40 million. But I wanted him with the Lakers. Bring some of that Pat Bev defense over to the Lake Show. Uh, Tobias Harris signed a mega deal. With the 76ers. 76ers are making moves, man. They're going to be good again next year. And who knows what happens with the 76ers had Kawhi's shot not going in after it bounced on the rim uh, 13 times. Who knows? Uh, Nikola Vukovic re-signed with the Magic. Four years, 100 mil. I don't really think they had any other choice but to sign him. Uh, George Hill and Brooke Lopez are going to the Bucks. Well, the Brooke Lopez re-signs, and George Hill signs three years, $29 million. So, yeah, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Philadelphia are – it's Milwaukee for me. It's Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston. Um, I'm not going to put Toronto up there just yet because we don't know what Kawhi Leonard is going to do which is why I haven't talked about Kawhi. I'm about to talk about him now. But we don't know what he's going to do. So I can't put them up there right now. Uh, you got the Miami Heat, of course. The Pacers um, are going to come back because Victor Oladipo is coming back off of his injury. And they play good basketball without Victor. So when he comes back, they should be even better. So the East is going to be very interesting next year. Now let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi has played things close to the vest. There are really no leaks. There's nothing really coming out. His camp has been, they stayed airtight. So we, at this point, you don't know what Kawhi is going to do. And it's really hamstrung three teams because they're all waiting because they know they're in the running form. That's the Toronto Raptors, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Toronto has no choice. I mean, he's he's your he's the, your golden goose. So you have to wait and see what he decides he's going to do. The Clippers, same thing. You you have to wait. You have no choice. But the, the Lakers, I mean, I understand you wait for him. But if he, if he decides to sign somewhere else with, with any of these teams, whoever he signs with, the other two teams are going to be disappointed because – that money that they were going to give to him, they could have allo allocated somewhere else and given to someone else. But now instead, if you don't get Kawhi, you picking off the scrap heap. But I understand why you're doing it. If Kawhi goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, oh my goodness. 
I mean, LeBron haters, y'all are going to hate me for the next three years. I'm just letting you know. I'm going to be insufferable. Not as insufferable as I would be once the Jaguars get back in the playoffs. Jaguars get back in the playoffs, you might as well not even talk to me, baby. Don't even talk to me. We don't have nothing to talk about unless it starts with you saying, I'm sorry. Especially my Jaguar haters. But anyway, Kawhi goes to the Lake Show. It's over. It's over. That's all I'm saying about that. Now, I don't understand. I understand his interest in the Clippers because it's in L.A. and he wants to get back to California and um, back to L.A. And you got Doc Rivers and Jerry West there. And you have a really good team that, you know, took Golden State, a healthy Golden State team now. They took them six games and beat them in Golden State without a superstar. So there's a foundation there. So I kind of get that. And, of course, Toronto is Toronto. If I'm a Toronto fan, I'm I'm finding out where Kawhi Leonard is right now. I'm like, hey, yo, run that back, Turbo. Let's do this again. I mean, in the meantime, other I know the Clippers made the move by re-signing Patrick Beverly. The Lakers today signed uh, veteran Jared Dudley to a one-year deal. And they probably got some other one-year deals in the work works uh, because, of course, Cal Corver and probably J.R. Smith might end up being Lakers, you know, so we'll see. But everybody now is waiting on Kawhi and see what Kawhi is going to do. All right, that's enough on the NBA. Man, I've, I've talked so much NBA over the last three shows, including this one, but the NBA has dominated headlines. So for the NFL, it's not much, but got a little NFL news, uh, some sad news. Uh, former Giants quarterback Jared Lorenzen, uh, he's died died at um, the age 38. Um, his family announced in a statement, uh, it is with heavy hearts that the family of Jared Lorenzen would like to extend our sincere thanks and appreciation for all your support and prayers over the past six days. We are deeply saddened to announce the passing of Jared today. July 3rd, 2019, the statement read, per Matt Jones of KY uh, Sports Radio, again, we appreciate all of the warm wishes and prayers, but as a family, we will request your respect and privacy. We We will offer arrangement information in the coming days. Please keep Jared's family and especially his children in your thoughts and prayers. Now, I don't remember a whole lot about Jared Lorenzen, but the little bit I do remember is um, his nickname was Hefty Lefty because he was a left-handed quarterback, and he was hefty. He played at about around 300 pounds. And, you know, throughout his career, college and pro, and the, I think he played in the arena football, you know, he had issues with his weight. But um, he's a fun guy to watch, especially at Kentucky. He rewrote Kentucky's history books. So rest in heaven, Mr. Lorenzen. A.K.A. the Hefty Lefty. Now let's go down to Big D, Dallas, where their star running back, who's an even bigger knucklehead than Leonard Fournette, the Jaguars running back, and Leonard is a knucklehead, but Ezekiel has him top, man. Ezekiel's career, 
I mean, he's going to be known more for his off-the-field um, transgressions than what he's accomplished on the field. And Ezekiel is a great running back. He's great. But he just he can't stay out of trouble. He can't stay out of stupid situations. So he met with Roger Goodell and the NFL office, and they said he will not be punished by the NFL because he had an altercation in Las Vegas, and I think it was in May. Yeah, according to the report, Elliot was handcuffed and briefly detained by police about 3 a.m. on May 19th at the Electric Daisy Carnival. So Elliot, according to the video footage posted on TMZ, was in a discussion discussion with a woman identified as his girlfriend who he was following around the festival. While he was with her, he asked a security staffer, you got something to say? And he got, you know, got chest to chest with him, got the man face. And this kid was a college, he's a college football player. He's 19 years old. He was a college football player named Kyle Johnson. And he bumped him back into a metal gate. And, of course, he was arrested. And But he was later released because, you know, Johnson declined to press charges. And for me, that's about, he he's drunk. You got to get off the sauce, man. Put the bottle down because obviously you can't handle your alcohol, which I've never really understood people who like to go out in public and just get sloshed. Like they want to get white girl wasted in public. And I've never understood that while you're out and about. I don't care. Even if you are with people that you trust, anything can happen and you need to be on your P's and Q's at all times. You know, being drunk, it, you can put yourself in any type of situation and look what Ezekiel Elliott put himself into. Because who knows? What if he had to did that to a guy, some random guy that wasn't a 19-year-old college football player working security? What do you do that to some random dude who packing? And boom, now you blowed away over your girl and you drinking. And now the cowboys at your funeral talking about it's so hard to say goodbye because you being stupid. Now, the NFL is not going to suspend him. But I'm sure his next offense, you getting suspended. Yeah, he's already been suspended for six games for violating the personal conduct policy in 2017 after a year-long investigation into domestic violence allegations by a former girlfriend. Now, of course, he denied the allegations, and it was you know a long legal battle of, um, against the suspension, but he eventually ended up serving it. So Ezekiel better keep his nose clean, man. Just play football, man. Become a monk and just come out to play football and go back to your cave or something. Well, with that being said, it's that time. Got to end the show. So long. Farewell. Alvita saying goodbye. It has been a pleasure bringing you these news and notes from the NBA not much in the NFL going on so I only had a little bit to report but make sure you like subscribe and share please share it on your pages share with everybody um, I'm also I'm on seven I think it's seven different platforms now so it's not just CastBox anymore and a lot of people tell me they had issues with CastBox and then not getting my shows once I publish them so now you can go to YouTube Still can go to CastBox, Google Play, Breaker, 
Radio Public, Spotify, oh, and Anchor.fm. So you can go to all of those apps, all of those services to hear my show. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.